Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, folks. Welcome to this week's Hang. This week, we got two up-and-coming young writers, Talia Ranjbar and Catherine Carticello. We're going to talk about their new project, Nina and the Gen, and what inspires them and how they take uh, an idea and develop it into, hopefully, our next Broadway hit. Enjoy the Hang. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome to the Hang, Talia Ranjbar, Kat Carticello. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, yeah, okay. that was perfect. Yeah, and Ramin Karamlu. So we got some great names here. Um, I really first want to say nice to meet you. It's great to meet you as well. It's great to see you again. Likewise. Tally and I, we, I, well, you connected with me on the old Tickety Talk almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was my first uh, TikTok toe I put out. <laughs> I put that out, and you did a duet, I guess they call it, mm-hmm. and you had... You were just saying, I'd love to connect. I've got a project to talk about. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I was like, all right. But it's taken <laughs> us almost a year to finally get that coffee in yeah. for you to fill me in on the project you both have been working on. Uh, so first of all, I want to say I'm glad we finally got to me meet. Too. I think it was last week or the week mm-hmm. before that. And, uh, and again, to meet you, which we'll start talking about your projects. I wanted to have you on because I found it inspiring and I do find new writing inspiring let alone coming from two young artists such as yourself in this industry and like who could possibly and most likely will be the future and uh to start spreading those seeds and if this platform helps but um obviously i was really touched by you reaching out for the reason you did and wanting to maybe see if i can help be part of it and help get it off its feet which i love doing because i've done that throughout this year even like with the last match to help out mates mm-hmm. and i just i love that idea of working with people just as friends and let's see what happens you know yeah. we all know what the end goal we want to be but there's a lot of steps to get there development and then, as they say the journey is the best is where you learn the most mm-hmm. so where to begin <laughs> so let's start with you okay you're like a theater maker is what yeah. I was reading in that article, which is great because you're, you know, an artist by your own right, choreographer, director, writers. Yeah. Where, where did it all start? And you're half Iranian. Half Salvadoran. Half Salvadoran. Born and raised in Toronto. Italian for cat. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in Italy? Um, Amalfi. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Puglia also. There, I, I've actually never met the Italian side of my family. Uh, the one's still in Italy, actually. Right. Have, were you... Born there or here? Here. I was born here. And have you been back at all? No. Well, my sister has. A lot of my family has too, but I've never been able to make it myself. But I should be going this spring, so that's very exciting. For how long will you go for? Uh, Just 10 days. First time. Yeah. And to see family and whatnot? Uh, Just to visit mostly. I'm not entirely sure yet. We haven't fully figured it out. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm excited for it. It's one of my favorite countries. I love it there. It's beautiful. (laughs) Okay, let's start with where did this connection come from? You guys. Yeah, so um, we both went to NYU, the Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program, but slightly different times. Um, Kat was a cycle before me, and I was in the process of pitching my thesis musicals, and there were some extenuating circumstances, and I didn't end up writing with who I was initially going to write with. But one of our advisors, Deborah, Deborah Brevort, mm-hmm. <laughs> knew that Kat and I would 
be a good match. So she set us up and then we had our first meeting. Clicked immediately. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of funny. We were like, oh, this is fate. We, we were supposed to write together. So Yeah. And then, yeah, Kat was stoked about the idea. And then it just snowballed. And, yeah. It's and a beautiful idea. And I was like, okay, yes. Yeah. Yes. And this is the idea we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was just a one-page sort of like synopsis? Pretty much, yeah. It, like I think it was just the synopsis character breakdown. Yeah. Synopsis that does not look like what it looks it was, like it right now. It was based now. in A Thousand and One Nights back then. Uh, that was a lot of the inspiration for it. Yeah, it was um, a lot more We moved away that. from that at a certain point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was where we started. Yeah. So what's this, uh, the show called? Or at this point, the working title? and Right now it's called Nima and the Gen. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? About the show? Yeah, because this is why we've connected. Yeah. So let's start with that. Then I, I do want to know, like, especially for folks your age and even younger who dream about doing this, which we all still dream about, yeah. you dream about, where did it, like, so you went to school and whatnot. We'll, we can talk all about that. But let's sure. talk about... The this show? project? Yeah. Sure. So it's about Nima, and she's 22-year-old Iranian-American girl. And it's all, it's ultimately about like her pursuit to connect with the culture that she has been longing for in her upbringing, but has been disconnected from because of a strenuous relationship with her father and, you know, reasons that become known to her. But, you know, at first it just seems unreasonable. He doesn't want to connect, you know, so all of that kind of is discovered. Um, and yeah, we see we, at the top of the show, we lose her grandmother. Um, but then she begins to present herself in this like spirit realm and shadow realm and gives Nima a box that is full of secrets and um, passports of people she doesn't recognize and artwork. And that is kind of like what launches her into her investigation to figure out, you know, what is this life that I haven't known anything about? Do you want to jump in? Yeah, and uh, her grandmother comes back through the box uh, mm -hmm. in the form of a gen, but with uh, jumbled memories because uh, she passed away with dementia and she comes back sort of as this cosmic entity, but not entirely with all of her powers. And so they have to work together to kind of figure out what happened to Nima's family, why they fled Iran, um, and that in turn lets Nima learn about her family, her culture, what they went through, and it also helps her connect with her father at the end of the show, too. And that's yeah. really, like, the the tie of the whole show is, like, their relationship and how it's about coming together and, like, the intergenerational relationships that we're trying to cultivate that um, are important, like, how we can learn from each other on both sides. Yeah. So when it comes to the book, are you down as co-writers? I'm the book writer the and book lyricist. Writer. I'm the composer. So, Italian... I've heard some of the demos and like there is beautiful seeds of what's innately Iranian sounds, the music. Thank how, you. How did you? <laughs> A lot of research. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to absolutely everything. I mean, Tali also introduced me to so much. Um, huge fan of Gagoosh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we made a playlist. Yeah. That were like, A huge playlist. Musical theater songs yeah. that were, you know, inspirations. And also I added a lot of like the Persian pop and classics that I grew up with. Like I remember sitting in the car and my dad would put the CD in and I'd be like, number three, number three. <laughs> and it was like RF, Gugush, uh, Black Cats, oh, Mansoor. I want this playlist. Like, Can you send me this playlist? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And do you have modern like Iranian uh, folk singers? Like, and then there's Shervin. 
Shireen, yes, yeah. Who just, yeah. That song just won the Grammy, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. And thank thank God it yeah. did. <laughs> so, so worthy. <laughs> we also have a lot of music from the Mo- Rumi musical on that playlist as we well. We sure do, yeah. Because that, that oh, came out the si- when we started writing it. So. It's did my I, favorite. Did I call you? <laughs> you <laughs> when did. it dropped, I was like, <laughs> open Spotify now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's that's the bar. Okay, fine. That's, well, that's Donna as well, who <laughs> yeah. I guess co-composed that with Nadim, like, it's it's brilliant. The real deal, and it's the only Zitz probe I've been to. When the orchestra started, I, I cried. I had tears in my eyes because I was like, "This mm-hmm. is so authentic." And, I, and then, you know, it's the first time. You know, being a I, you know, like I'm pretty. I would think oblivious to some things. You know, you just life goes on. You got so much to do, but to, and then suddenly I'm in a room with an all Middle Eastern cast. I was like, "What is happening right now?" That's and really it's, powerful. It's, and I still, to this day, I'm still trying to figure out what that feeling was because <laughs> I've never experienced anything like that before. But it was also on merit, and, and it had to be that way for yeah. now, at least. And it's, that's what I love about when I heard your demos. I was like, oh, I hear a bit of home there. So, and, that's, and that's what I love is when it's not the demos, it's the rawest form. It's probably nowhere near what you guys want it to be, where it will be. But to already have that heart, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. That's really and great. And it sounds to hear. fresh, and I really liked it. And I can't wait to, uh, however, I can help to be part of that. So you did a lot of research and whatnot. It's amazing when you mentioned Gagush because, especially with the Iranian community, of all the few things I have done, the one thing they bring up first is like, you watched with Gagush <laughs> twice. Yeah. She's unreal. She's, oh, yeah, a legend. That's oh, yeah. so, I actually didn't know that. I yeah, can't believe I didn't yeah. know you did that. Can well, you yeah, tell did, us like, about she, that? She, she did the show Gugush Academy. So oh. I, I was on twice as a guest judge, I guess you would call me, or guest, oh. uh, I don't know, I'd go help them. They'd do the songs, I'd give them a bit of uh, oh, advice, okay. but right on. with the translator, because my Farsi is getting worse and worse. Yeah, <laughs> That's so, so cool, fair. though. Yeah. Wow, she's a legend. This was in London, yeah, she came over. <laughs> wow, <Amazing>. wow. <laughs> um, so we're at the stage of script, as you've got a draft, obviously. Mm-hmm. You need to get into room to start doing demos. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've as you've not worked with any theater company for it yet, or s- submitted to anyone yet. So we so we had our like the table read basically as our thesis presentation in May last year. Last yeah. year, and then we got we were fortunate we got to present a song at you know in a concert at 54 Below. So like I had a bit of a presentation that way. And then kind of since then we've been thinking about, because we got great notes from our thesis advisors on, you know, how we can restructure it Mm -hmm. and like how do you know, how do we get the story going faster, you know, trimming trimming the fat and all the stuff. Um, And then we've applied to something called the Rhinebeck Writers Retreat. So fingers crossed, they'll send us away to go and write. (laughs) To Um, fix this next draft. Yeah. So how does that work, a retreat? What do you, if you get accepted to go on this? Uh, This particular retreat is a week long and we would just spend that time, I think, reworking the structure of the show. Uh, We have all the pieces and the different scenes that we want, but especially with uh, Mondana, the character in her dementia, we want to work with this nonlinear timeline uh, to sort of help with the sense of like confusion and mystery for all of it. And so we want to 
try reassembling things and also fix the arrangements so that it's like feasible for um, a band in the United States to do, basically. <laughs> well, forgive my ignorance, and to go on a, a retreat like this, what's the benefit of doing that than you guys just going to the Poconos for a week? Like, do you go and on the first day present it to someone, other writers and stuff, who then give notes, so then you go away and you every day you're... There is, if I'm not mistaken, advisors that are there yeah. and then opportunity to share at the end of the week and get a little bit of feedback. It's also like they give you a small stipend, which yeah, is really nice. Yeah, and they pay for the expenses for you to like go there and stay there. So. But from the first day, though, are you working with people... Well, I think we can structure this however we want. And so, yes, we could. Um, okay. And it's really just mm -hmm. an intensive period for us to really focus. And Also, gives, yeah. I guess it gives you that space where you're just away from everything. You yeah. know why you're there. Exactly. You have people who are more experienced, know more. You can mm -hmm. bounce off ideas. Yeah. yeah. Great. It's, yeah. So nice. No, you can't. <laughs> don't call me. Don't yeah. text me. I'm not coming to work. <laughs> off where the grid. is this? Rhinebeck, New York. Yeah, upstate. Yeah, right? upstate. Yeah, sorry, don't know how far away. I know. <laughs> but so that's it. That's, if you that get accepted, <laughs> they the funding. That's what happens. You're funded to do that mm -hmm. for the week. Yeah. 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 So fingers yeah. crossed. But I mean, regardless of that outcome, we we're planning on doing something soon because, you know, we're just the time is now. To keep going. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so we really feel that uh, the time is now. I mean, it seems like it's something that a lot of people are really interested in uh, with everything going on in Iran. And so mm -hmm. and even like just listening. Sorry, I didn't no, mean no, to no, interrupt no, no, no. you. I was just going to say like people in our, our circle like are just asking more questions. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, when they say things like this year after our 45, there was um, Yalda and we had just presented it. We have a song in our show about it's called Shabba Yalda. And people were texting me for the first time, "Happy uh, Shabba Yalda Mubarak!" Like my non-Iranian friends. I was just listening friends. to that demo this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and they, you know, they're excited because through the piece, they're they're learning these things. So mm -hmm. their excitement feeds us in that way. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, you know, it can happen. Like, let's write it. Yeah. So Shabba Yalda Mubarak. How do, what is the translation just for those listening? Shabba Yalda Mubarak. Um, so Yalda is like the longest night of the year. So it's like basically winter solstice, happy winter solstice is like how I would translate yeah. it for a non-Iranian and a celebration of, of lightness taking over the dark. And it was like connected to harvest and people put like pomegranate and watermelon and chai and, and sweets. I mean, there's lots of things you could eat. I mean, mahi polo, like Fish and rice is very common. And then people often stay up all night and sing songs and, yeah. and read stories. And our yeah. New Year's is coming up at the it time is, of this yes. recording this. Yeah, Noruz. That's my, my favorite holiday. <laughs> we should include that in the <laughs> What do you do yeah. for... Uh, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. It's a great celebration. What are you going to do this year for... I don't know when this will come out. So March 21st, the night of the 20th, or New Year's. Noruz. What, what am I going to do personally? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know. I I... Hopefully something. I haven't set up a half scene in a while because I used to do it like back home with so grandmother. Explain to us what a half scene means. Yes. My mom's doing it now too. Oh yeah. So half scene is the centerpiece of No Ruse. It's the um, like how we set the table for the Persian New Year. And it has symbols, seven symbols that start with S sound. Um, and they're all things that will bring you goodness in, in this way or the other for the new year. And they symbolize, you know, what you hope for. So there's like mirror and garlic and gold and oh my gosh what else ah, um like spices yeah. um the gold did i say the goldfish 
Yeah. You said gold. So the, and then also the goldfish. Oh yeah, sabzi. So like um, herbs, plant life, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Um, a little patch and, of grass on a plate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so beautiful and and symbolic. And my you know the, my grandmother like is was always when we especially when we were little. Oh, we would like paint eggs too and yeah. put on the table. And she was so always so excited about it. And it was just so special. So it's something that I, you know, every year, even if I don't set up a half scene, I call her FaceTime. She shows me the half scene she set up. And where's your family now? Um, in Aurora, Ontario. Oh, of course, that's right. <laughs> yeah, north of Toronto. Yeah, I know it well. <laughs> yeah. And just so it's not so Iran-centric, your family, you I'm grew up here? <laughs> you, yes. So you said you're born here? Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. My family's uh, from, part of them are from Brooklyn, and part of them are from Pennsylvania. And what got you into composing? It's always been part of my life, I would say. My mom's an opera singer, so really? uh, I've just always had music in my life, and I got into composing sort of in a roundabout way. I thought I wanted to be an actor back when I was younger, um, but... I've always been drawn to creating, and that's sort of how it worked out. So what was the instrument that started inspiring? Was it piano, guitar? Oh, I started playing, I can't remember. I think violin was my first instrument. Violin, uh, violin and clarinet and piano. Um, and now I play bass, too. But Do you? Yeah. And you still play the violin and I do. clarinet? Yes. Yes. All the demos, those clarinet and violin sounds are me playing them, actually. You were doing the violin? Yeah. She's so good. That's amazing. Yeah. Still don't want to be an actress, though? Uh, I think I've moved past it. If I ever do act in my stuff, I want to be in the background. Yeah. I like, I like creating things for So this is people. not the first project you composed? No. It's just it's becoming quite... Mm -hmm. it's, it, this is what, it's getting most of your attention at this point? Uh, yeah, this because uh, it's the one that is currently like in development for us, mm -hmm. and so we're putting you know our attention to this baby to try and get it out there in the world. Is anything previous to this completed that's out there? Yeah, I have even like single single songs. Uh, I actually have another show that I wrote. Uh, it's called Then She Ran. Um, then she it's, ran. Uh, it's a heroine's journey story, so all about uh, female empowerment. Um, and again, with like the intergenerational uh, relationships, there are three women who are from different generations and they learn from each other. They're all going through different types of crises and they help each other get through them. Where can we be privy to this? Like, uh, you or could go to thensheran.com. <laughs> has this had a life somewhere in on stage? It has, yeah. It's had a couple of productions. Uh, we actually were in Pennsylvania last fall for a fringe festival, so it got some work there. It's done some developmental work here in New York. Um, it had its own reading at 54 Below, so Great. we got a concert of it. And when was that? That was in February of last year. Okay. So it's almost actually past the anniversary of that. Yeah. And she ran or then she ran? Then she ran. Then she ran.com. Yep. What's the next uh, hope for that? Uh, well, we're still working on, at this point, honestly, we want to make it longer. It's only 60 minutes long right. and we want to find ways to expand on it and expand on the ideas. Um, whether that means we turn it into something more episodic or we go in a digital or virtual direction with it, maybe turn it into film. We're not entirely sure yet. But yeah, because there's so many platforms at your disposal that even just like YouTube and whatnot or, you know, there's TikTok, Instagram, there's things you can start yeah. s s planting those seeds and... Yeah. You can really use to your advantage. Mm -hmm. 
And that's uh, written with Alex to... Becker, by the way. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I can't wait to look that up. Yeah, yeah. It's a really exciting project. We love that one. So love that's too. brewing and on the side still. Yeah, wait yeah. Wait to see what you guys do that's next. That's further along, so. Right. So then going back to this, let's talk about your training. So you both yeah. study at the same place, just different times? Yes, for grad school. Mm-hmm. I graduated mm-hmm. a year before Talia did, so. So then what got you into all this? Um, well, Growing I, up in Aurora. Yeah, so my mom is a big musical theater person. Is like, she? she? I mean, even now she takes singing lessons and stuff. And um, when we were young, I remember listening to Broadway soundtracks and, and stuff a lot. Sound of Music is... And always has been my my love, and um, but I was actually like a pretty serious athlete for most of my life. Um, I played basketball, and then I studied kinesiology in my undergrad. Um, but then I had a like a career-ending injury, basically. <laughs> so I I mean I still play for fun, but I you know once I was hurt, um, it was hard for me to come back from it, um, and I started dancing. And my best friend um, is a dancer. She's been a dancer for her whole life. Uh, her name is Sarah. Mm-hmm. And Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. <laughs> and in the rehab, there was a lot of like stretching and strength training that's complementary to dancing. So she was there for me. I was really down at that time. And then she started to choose my first dance teacher. She started teaching me like in my backyard, in the garage, in my basement. Um, yeah. And then I went to, but I was still like, okay, I'm going to be a sports medicine doctor. You know, the doctor was like, (laughs) what we were all meant to be in Iran. (laughs) (laughs) That was the initial plan. Um, and then in undergrad, the, the first time I really like you know, leaned forward in a class was English 1000, which was funny. You know, I didn't really expect it, but the way he talked about storytelling, for some reason, I was so moved and obsessed with that class. And then I changed it to become a BA. So instead of Bachelor of Science, it was a Bachelor of Arts. So I could take theater studies classes and more English classes and stuff. And then it just kind of like snowballed from there. I started writing for theater and stuff and directing. I had been directing before, but then I really focused, you know. How's the, what did the parents think about the switch and where you're at now? It was a shock, I think, to some. Of course, Um, I I knew that was gonna be the answer. Yeah, Um, my mom, I think, was not so surprised. And I don't think my dad was so surprised either. I think, you know, you worry because it's not always the most, financially lucrative, support, yeah. lucrative that's the word, <laughs> Listen, I'm, you know, so, I'm but I'm going out through my, with my own kids and I'm like, but I was them, but mm-hmm. now, it's like such double, double staring. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, what are you talking about? Will you be a musician? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? can like, understand the anxiety though, but they think, um, you know, I mean, they're very excited about this. I tell my dad, he's like, Rami. And yeah, so. It was an adjustment, I guess, but yeah. we're here. I mean, I obviously wouldn't be here without them. So I'm you very gotta thankful. you got to follow your passion, right? And the rest exactly. hopefully takes care of itself. Yeah, life is too short. Life is too short. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's the next steps for this project? So we are aiming for some type of like industry reading in the fall um, with our new draft um, and all, you know, all Persian cast and like inviting, I guess like, it would be, well, we haven't really talked about who would be invited, but the 
the goal is to generate interest mm -hmm. around the piece and see if there are people who like want to start working on it. Like, are there music directors, directors, choreographers, mm -hmm. designers that we can invite and like, you know, because once they start to look at a piece, it, it evolves again, <laughs> as yeah. you know. Um, it right? would be great to get designers attached to it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a whole element of like shadow work we want to do, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, something that we sort of experimented with, but having designers who know how to light that sort of thing and mm -hmm. costume that sort of thing would be really wonderful. And without, you don't really have to wonderful. give names away, but do you have people like, you were like, oh, our wish list would be such and such and such and such, who know how to work with shadows, for example, in this situation? Shadow specifically, not yet. Yeah. Well, for that sort of lighting that you're, that you're envisioning. Oh, wow. Uh, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that would. So I guess that's where you assemble like the whole team where you yeah. start collaborating the next step. But yeah. I guess that comes with, as you say, after reading, you hope there's a producer or a company that will help. Exactly. You need developmental funding. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also just like, as part of that step, like engaging with a bunch of Iranians and mm -hmm. like, because it's hopefully material that they really would connect with and see themselves in and like have specific perspectives on a shared experience if that makes sense and like yeah. that feedback is invaluable to us as well and yeah just seeing you know how can we make characters more specific how can we make the story like move better how are the beats aligned and like you know all of that stuff after another reading there's so many rewrites all the time <laughs> well, listen I just spoke with Carrie Butler on a previous podcast and Beetlejuice was seven years yeah in the making. That's, or that's her, her relationship with that was seven years. For, for a show. Like, oh, the, oh, that's her relationship with it. So the, the timeline From of the workshops show is probably a little or, longer than that. But yeah, that's that's pretty standard for, mm -hmm. for yeah. a musical. That's so. why like, you know, with, and I know you saw the last match. That's jumped so many uh, hurdles so quickly. Like from March, it was just like an idea and a, a quick draft to us fighting in a <laughs> ring in front of an audience with a band and script in, mm -hmm. by September. So it's sort of like, okay, it's got great momentum, but let's just make sure, now let's look at the development again and make yeah. sure yeah. we're ready for mm -hmm. the next step. And something as noble as this and something so close to you as well, mm -hmm. you wanna make sure you've done that and you got a good team behind you to help get it to where it should be. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to be like, on stage, you know, no stands, like uh -huh. in costume, set, like all that stuff. But oh yeah, the conjuring be... scene when Mandana appears, oh, like that's crazy. That I'll could cry. be very yeah. exciting. <laughs> so when it comes to that, and right now, you know, people are hearing about it. it work is there a way they can support? Is there a way they can hear it and just start developing their sort of uh, an audience? Is what I'm trying to say. How do we start developing an audience for the is there mm -hmm. stuff out there now that you want them to see? That's obviously if it's out there, you want them mm -hmm. to see it. I don't think it's on any public forums yet. We have our we, sizzle reel. And I have a couple demos on my SoundCloud. Oh, period. There <laughs> you What's go. What's your SoundCloud? Uh, Kat Cardicello. It's my full name. All you right. Know, we'll make sure that's all on here, yeah. too. <laughs> and all your other work will be on there, too? Yes. Yeah. Great. I have other work on there as well. Um, any demos that I have, really, I just sort of put them up there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the sizzle reel is a really good place to start. We have that on YouTube as of now. Oh, mm -hmm. What's on the sizzle reel? So the sizzle reel is... It has songs and scene samples, and mm -hmm. it also has interviews with Kat and I um, talking about the story and giving people context and also 
where we come from, how we connect to the piece, as well as um, commentary from actors we were working with at the time. Oh. So Raz Sarabi and Georgia Bood were in the sizzle reel, and they they talked about how they connect to the characters and what they were discovering from the piece and stuff. So it's a it's a snapshot, I guess, yeah. of, of what we're working on. And it gets an aesthetic idea across for yes. the type of world we want to live and in. And wh- whose YouTube channel is that on? And yours, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you search up Talia Ranch Bar on YouTube, you should be able to find it. We'll make it. sure that's on yeah. here as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Who, um, on the demo, who's saying Reza? Georgia, Georgia Bood. He's Iranian, right? No, he's Lebanese. <laughs> oh, Lebanese. Okay. Yeah. Does he have a bit of a Middle Eastern accent? Um, I think he, he can turn it on yeah. when he wants to. I kind of to. liked it in yeah. the song, though. I was like, oh, it's nice it, to get that in there. Yeah. Unless I'm, maybe I'll force my ear to hear it, but I thought I heard it. I was like, no, oh, I yeah, like that. No, yeah, he did. Even in the scenes in the sizzle reel and stuff too. Yeah. He's so oh, great. great. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see that. He was wonderful for helping us just get that song developed and figuring out the key that it should live in and all of that really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was great so. storytelling, to be fair. I really, it was like, yeah, it took me from A to B, which I loved. Oh, that's good <laughs> that's to hear. That's demo, you know? <laughs> you said about your SoundCloud, and I've always wondered about this with people who are developing as artists how do you know what to put on soundcloud and what not to because i'm 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 a i think we should protect the process but i also understand we live in a world where we can like share things and Mm -hmm. it's a great way to get your work out there you know you can have your own tv channel on youtube you can have your own platforms with instagram and tickety talk how do you know? I what? love that you call it that. That is so funny. I'm it's sorry. stuck now. It's stuck. I swear. When I first thought, I thought it was tic tac toe. The punster in me very much loves that. I will be using that. Thank you very much. It's all yours. <laughs> Help me out because right now I feel like the old man dad jokes. Um, no, no, they're great. <laughs> but have you ever put something out and then six months later you hear back like, oh, why did I put that down? And you take it down. Oh, f- absolutely. Right. All the time. Yeah. You get very self-conscious about it. But I think ultimately I write music because I want it to be fun. Like I want it to be fun for my performers to play. I want it to be fun for me to listen to. And if I check out during listening to my own music, I'm like, all right, never mind. I'll take it down. Or yeah, I, I very often listen to things like imagining if I were like in the room with someone else listening over my shoulders and Mm -hmm. that so what makes you what put it up there what what's the standard or what's your benchmark to go okay I'm gonna put that up there I like it (laughs) and it doesn't peak (laughs) in the mix right (laughs) yeah so when you put it up there too are you wanting the feedback are you wanting the comments I'm always open to it it's very helpful all of the time yeah I guess because you're developing it. Yeah. And just yeah. to see what resonates with people, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Interesting. It's also really helpful when people say, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what this is. That's very useful for me, too, because... I guess that's it, you know, because like when I post, I don't put, I don't open the comments, but I'm not necessarily developing anything. It's like, here's my offering. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you are, yeah, then it's a great tool for that as well. Yeah. It's a great litmus test to see what people really respond to and how and why. Interesting. So. We hopefully can yes. maybe do something with this. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. Yeah. It's a thank you for listening to the demos and, yeah. and for having us, by the way. I don't yeah. think we've said that yet. And no, we're really on. grateful I, for this. Yeah. No, I think people will take stuff from this, you know, whether it's supporting the, the project or it's just, you know, I'm listening to you guys and I get inspired by the young minds. But it's <laughs> it's your tenacity. It's your, you know, I, I, I think we can't underestimate the value of hard work and like, mm-hmm. 
there's different ways of going about things and to hear all these different stories all these different pathways and efforts you know it's yeah. important that everyone gets as many stories as possible you know and then find yeah. their way with that and you Absolutely. take what they can yeah. And I think there's something really universal in our story, too, because Nima's trying to connect to a culture that she really doesn't know anything about. And that can be said for a lot of people our age who, like, their families immigrated over from different countries, mm -hmm. and they, through the course of growing up here, maybe weren't as connected to it for different reasons. So Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a disconnect, I think, that a lot of children of immigrants can feel. Um, and like a fear of, oh, well, am I going to pass this on to my children, my mm -hmm. family the right way? You know, like, do I have enough knowledge to to uphold the traditions and stuff that I loved having? And then it's like, oh, but am I going to mess it up? You yeah. Know? And that idea of of legacy, you know, and like, where do I stand in the lineage? And does it does it end with me? You know, these like questions that I think universally, like you said, people experience, which is I hope I hope non-Iranian people's way into the story as well. Yeah, well, this is a universal story from what you've already told us. And also, I know you mentioned that it's what a time to be telling the story now, especially with all that's happening in Iran. And unfortunately, that's cyclical and it's just the boiling point has over tip now and people mm -hmm. enough's enough. But you started the story before the recent turn of events. Yes. You know? So that's why it's not it just happens that this is what's happening now. But this story lived before and it'll live on after. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's got that timeless aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you say that because there's another song for Reza that we were looking at um, that we, we have it, but it's just we're, we're now judging it a bit. But they're the first four lines of the song. We were like, oh, my God, it's it's because it's, it's very, you know, we can't stand by while innocent people are suffering type of thing. And we were reading it. And I was like, we wrote this way before yeah. the protest started and it just like, kind of struck of last me. last year. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's great. Like you said, it's cyclical. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that notion of let's stand up for what we believe in is never mm -hmm. going to expire. While we're on that topic then, as two young artists, you know, seeing what's happening there and obviously it's close to home for us, but I think it's not, you don't have to be Iranian to be affected by it. Like this is a human story. It's not, it's not even politics. This is, humans are suffering yeah, and it doesn't yes. and it just happens to be in our homeland now but and i was just thinking that with you right now sat here as a non-iranian but who's supporting and being part of it so i guess thank you for letting us be a little iranian sec thank you centric for on having this. me <laughs> but, she's um, honorary iranian she's yeah. learning farsi we had am, kebab yes. together like she's in you, man do you cook it or do you go to an no. iranian place here we order from Rava. oh i was supposed to go there yesterday oh, but they open at three so good. i'm like i'll try to get in for one i'm like of course iranians why, why do we eat at one yeah. no it's later <laughs> oh, we should go we should Rava. go i, I have ordered from them amazing it's fire on yeah. madison and 33 around yeah, there exactly okay yeah. Oh, All right. Deal. <laughs> what a great. Our bread was. to start things off. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> but thank you for, but also, yeah, you are an honorary Iranian. She is. And thank I feel you. like an honorary Italian because that's the first refuge I took when I left Iran during yeah, the war. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that Which is why I'm excited you. to go back as Phantom for the first yeah. time for it's myself so to exciting. perform there, let alone the show itself. Wow. Are you performing in Italian or is it No, sadly. Be? That's okay. Uh, I mean. But I do want to start <laughs> getting the Duolingo app opening in and start learning uh -huh. Italian before I get out there. Uh, That's what she's doing. <laughs> really? <laughs> she's on Duolingo yeah. learning Italian. Well, yeah. <laughs> How was your to Italian? practice. Io capisco un po'. See? Grazie mille. 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> I think I'll make a shirt. Hashtag Grazie Mille. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. I see. I see those hashtags on your phantom posts. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's a, you know, soft branding because I'm like, okay, an ADEX shirt that says Grazie Mille is coming down the line at some point. <laughs> so for now, we're, there's no site or page for no, this No, we, we very much have to build that. That is also the next step. Yeah, um, so for now, let's go to your SoundCloud, which we'll put the link on here. Yes. And your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. which we can at least see the sizzle reel. Yeah. Yeah. Also have my website, taliaranjbar.com, uh -huh. if you want to check, check it out. My Instagram. It's a good website. I <laughs> yeah, saw that this morning. Yeah, I saw my website. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Sarah do you have a website? <laughs> I do. Uh, catcart.art. Oh, very nice. I'm going to check that out <laughs> yeah. now. And oh, good old Sarah did Sarah, the website. Sarah McMillan designed mm -hmm. my website. What does Sarah McMillan <laughs> do? She's a dancer. She's right now, she's teaching ballroom dance at Artistica in Aurora. Is she? Yeah. And she's a website designer. She, not formally, like she'd probably kill me. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, but she's very good at it. Well, Sarah's going to get a lot eye. of, uh, she's going to be inundated with offers now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on The Hang. Um, thank you. And you, you can come back anytime as this thing develops. Let's keep the story. Let's build an audience because everyone loves new work. Everyone loves work that's new to them. I, I know how people reacted to Rumi and I feel like we'll get, same support going this way even based on the demos i heard thank you you are an honorary iranian because you got the sounds i was like wow this is, this is really beautiful <laughs> that's and that's the bare bones of it right now yeah mm -hmm. so i'm very excited and if there's any way i can help you know i will thank you that means really the world <laughs> yeah yeah it's a privilege to be here yes thank you, thank yeah. you. thanks for the hang thank you <laughs>